Hello, everyone, and welcome to Honor Yoga Triple Podcast. I'm Denise Latusik, Development Director at Honor Yoga, and today we have Honor Yoga Studio owner Corey Birdsong from Kansas City, Missouri. Hi, Corey. Hi. How are you doing today? Doing good. It's beautiful. The weather's warmed up a little bit, and we've got sunshine, so I'm, I'm nothing but happy. Awesome. Corey is a studio owner with his wife, Kristen, and he also manages the studio. And you can also find him daily teaching in the classroom. And so, you know, with Corey, it's it's been nearly a year of the studio opening, and I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you and learn more about you, your personal history with yoga, and then this unprecedented first year of being a studio owner of a yoga studio, particularly Honor Yoga. And so let's just dive in. I'd, I'd love to start off with what led you to practice yoga and from that first experience how did you come to own a studio tell us this journey all right well I first got into yoga late in my army career who knew that jumping out of airplanes and carrying heavy weight on your back was bad for your body but in my early 30s I felt like I was decrepit I would have to walk brace myself on my leg and walk my hands down my leg to tie my shoes in the morning and get back up and the problem with being a leader in the army is that you keep getting older and your soldiers stay 18 to 21 years old. And when you're leading from the front, that means you're always out there. You're taking that wear and tear. And I would definitely make sure that my soldiers always made their appointments, but I wasn't always able to just take off time and not be in the field or not be on runs to do physical therapy and other things. And I got to a point where I was just so broken that I begged the physical therapist. I said, hey, you know, teach me the magic voodoo with the little rubber band thing. And I can come in one day. If you can tell me what I need to do, I'll do it. And they said, no, I need to come in for eight weeks. So I had a friend say, well, why don't you try yoga? And I was like, I don't know about this yoga thing. But I tried it and I started feeling better. And once you kind of start making that change, people want to know what are you doing, you know? And instantly, a lot of my friends were asking, like, hey, did you get some new painkillers, you know, or hey, are you on muscle relaxers? And I'm like, no, like, I told you I'm doing yoga. And they're like, oh, no, like, you know, they're, <laughs> it's a very type A masculine environment. So I mean, yoga really, at that time had not been accepted. And so it was kind of one of those things, but I just kept doing yoga. And more and more of them started seeing the changes that I had. And originally, for me, it was just the physical, but you know, when you start yoga, a lot of people, you don't understand that there's, you know, eight limbs of yoga and asana is just one of them. Like you're getting silently massaged and held by those other limbs and you don't have to know what they are to actually see and feel benefit from them. And so I came in for the asana and put my body back together and I found a lot more with peace of mind and a lot of other areas too. Wow. So I uh, really, what I'm hearing is that the, one of the greatest gifts yoga has given you is to be pain-free. Would you say like your back is feeling great again? And like, as far as your day-to-day, -day, how are you feeling, I guess, with the, the chronic pain, has that gone away completely? Not completely, but it helps. I mean, it. we all have bad, you know, postures. We all have these things that we've accumulated over the years and habits that we have, you know, deeply that I've deeply ingrained in myself over the last 20 years of being in the army. And so kind of getting those figured out, being able to see, hey, when I'm slipping back into poor movement patterns, or hey, 
here's some things that precipitate an injury for me. And here's what it feels like. And then also letting go of the ego, which Mm -hmm. has been a hard thing for me, because especially when I started yoga, I was like, well, if I'm going to do yoga, I need to do something that sounds, you know, like power or Ashtanga or something like that, that, that would help my ego a little bit. And what I found was that I really, the gentle, the yin, especially has been very, very, very good to me. And that has been a lot of what my body needs. So whereas I would have to go to the chiropractor to get aligned, and then it just becomes this chronic thing, because if you don't fix what's pulling you out of alignment, you're going to keep needing adjustments. And so finding the yin and getting the deep myofascial stretching and the tendons and ligaments, all that stuff coming back into place. Now I don't need these adjustments anymore. So it's, it's given me a toolbox to say that not that I'm invincible, but one, I know how to fix myself now. And mm-hmm. two, with my ego in check, I don't tend to do things that are so outrageous anymore. You know, I'm, I'm 40 years old and I don't heal like I used to. So I have to be a little more kind to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great gift. That is a great gift to really take it easy on yourself and do what your body can do that day. And it's not about powering through or being, you know, the best in that position because everybody's body is different. What would you say to people suffering from PTSD and who may be interested in taking a yoga class? First off, and this I'm biased, obviously, (laughs) I think yoga is for everybody. And I think it can profoundly help everybody um, and even transform people with perfect lives, nothing wrong with them. But I do think we all have to come to yoga in our own way. We have to come to it at a point where we're ready to receive. And so sometimes when yeah, you know, yoga has presented itself in my life, you know, I've always like shut it down, or I wasn't in a receptive mode to it. So that, that does play a factor into it. But as somebody that has been diagnosed with PTSD, and has a, you know, a rated disability with a VA for it, I do believe that it's helped me out. Mm-hmm. And PTSD manifests in multiple different ways. For me, I was always hypervigilant especially after deployments, I was never actually living in my own body. I was always externally focused on everything. You know, when you're deployed, what's beyond that next turn? What's at this checkpoint? What happens if we take contact here? You know, where am I going to call in a medevac if I have to? And you're always thinking about that. Back home, you're always thinking about, okay, well, training, I've got this training scheduled. I've got these medical appointments that these people need to make for readiness. There's so much stuff that you're living expanded out. And so what yoga allowed me to do was focus a little more inward. And, you know, as Ram Das says, be here now. Meditation, I tried it many times and could not successfully meditate just because I didn't know how to still myself. And this is where my shameless plug for yin comes back in because yin was the first thing that kind of forced me to be in my own body. When you're in pigeon for five minutes, and you hit about four and a half, and you're really starting to feel that edge of discomfort that they talk about. And you're like, oh, let me think about go to my happy place or no, it pulls you back and it forces you to be right there. And it forces you to be present. And that was a gift It's such a gift because it allowed me to finally like, this is what it feels like to just be present, to enjoy my day, to be here, to not have all these anxieties. And that coupled with pranayama, And just regular yoga has transformed a lot of things for me. So I do believe with PTSD that it, it can help. 
Um, it can even help people that don't have PTSD with anxiety, because I think in this day and age that we're in, with all of the the reasons to have a bad day, all the reasons to, you know, what we see on the news, just, yeah. there's a lot of stuff, just craziness. And so allowing us to just come back in, to be kind to ourselves, and to be present in our day is such a gift, because it allows us to actually now, I can be more compassionate towards others. I agree a hundred percent. There's so many distractions and it's difficult sometimes to be present because we're at a pace that's just always go, 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 or distractions with technology. The news is not the most uplifting thing to watch anymore. And being present and finding that tool through yoga is, it is a gift, whether you have PTSD or not. Um, No, it's tremendous. So let's go back to opening your honor yoga studio. Did you have a moment when you knew that you needed to open a studio? I was in my last, probably about 15 months of the army. And my wife was, I'd made the decision I was not going to stay in. And my wife was kind of telling me like, Hey, you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do when you grow up now. (laughs) Need to get that figured out because it's coming faster than you think. And I had just gotten certified to teach and my whole, I'm an airborne infantryman, but as a, as a non-commissioned officer in the army and as a leader, I've, I've trained, mentored, and developed soldiers, cadets, officers, my whole entire career. So teaching and passing that knowledge on has been a big foundation of what I do. That's the biggest joy that I got. And the, other than jumping on airplanes, like the biggest joy that I got was actually the impact you have on others. And mm-hmm. so with the yoga teaching, I was like, this is awesome because one, I can impact other people. I can spread what has worked for me and allow it to organically grow in others. And I was kind of looking at, okay, well, if I'm going to teach, why don't I just open a studio? And the biggest thing for me was, well, I don't know anything about a business. You know, mm-hmm. I know about being an infantryman. And so that's when my wife was like, hey, have you seen this honor yoga? At first I was like, okay, well, let me see what this is. And then we got more into it. We met with Maria and it was just, it was what we're looking for. And so that's, that's when I knew it was, you know, we visited New Jersey and got to meet the team and core. And it was just like, yes, this is where we need to be when we need to be. And let's do this. And so you opened in January of 2021. So take us back in that time, January of 2021, and your studio opening amidst a global pandemic. How were you feeling? Well, we were supposed to actually open earlier on that spring of 20. COVID pushed all that back, construction, with also finding a place and with the PPP plans and everything else. So funding kind of stopped while they were taking care of the businesses that were already in place. And so it was a very long, very prolonged stressful period for us for that. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of the things it's just when the, when the train is rolling, it's leaving the station and it's rolling downhill, whether you're going to stop it or not. And I just thought, well, this is something that, especially as we head into these times, that is very necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, is very, you know, I've always tried to find the, the good side in everything. And sure. so we were full speed ahead. We opened with a super ambitious schedule. We were at like 45 classes a week. Wow. So, that's fantastic. Yeah, we, so in the short time that your studio has been open, a lot has changed in the yoga world. And so what has been the biggest challenge you're facing in your business and how are you tackling it? 
the biggest challenge we face, I think also right now, is just marketing as far as getting outreach to people, being able to communicate who we are as a community and what our classes are. The other thing is we're, we're overcoming a lot of inertia. COVID has built into everybody this, oh, it's, it's raining today. I think I'll just stay home. Being able to reach people, being able to get into uh, a place where people understand, you know, we'll reach out to them multiple times. Whereas before, I think I'm pestering them. Like, we're not really pestering them. They're like, oh, I've seen all these emails, but I'm so glad that you continued to attempt to reach me through other mediums. And now I'm coming in. So once they get in and they get in and experience a class, it's awesome. Right. I've never been in Shavasana at the end of a class and been like, man, I really regret doing that. (laughs) <laughs> so it's, it's the, the getting people, you know, is we have a lot of preconceived notes about what yoga is or isn't or our experiences all the time. So it's just an invitation to get people in and experience what it acts as what they think it might be. And sure. After that, it's a wrap. I love so it. What has been the greatest benefit that you've gained from the new yoga world? So definitely resilience. Being able to, coming from the army where, I mean, we do a resilience training and everything else like that. Everything largely is regimented and regulated and coming into more of a yoga, more of a civilian world where things are a lot more flexible and just being able to roll with the punches and have moving goals that aren't rigid or time sensitive. I think it's been a great lesson to me to just be patient and to, to work things out. Mm-hmm. The other benefit that I've had is just owning the studio and being exposed to the community that we're developing here is just, it's been phenomenal. So fun. it's so fun to be, you know, probably at the grocery store and recognizing some of your members or just, you know, that day to day, your neighbors, your friends, and it's social. It's fulfilling when you're part of the community, the way you are interacting with people that, you know, you're making feel good spiritually, physically. I was going to say, it's very transformational also to see people that came in very hesitant that first day. Mm-hmm. And here I am last week giving them their 108th, 108th class and I'm right. recognizing them and just saying, hey, this person would never brag about themselves, but they're awesome. And even though they're the same person, they have changed in any intangible ways that 108 hours they've spent in the community and studio and building their personal practice. And it's just that's something to celebrate. Sure is something to celebrate. You're hundredth and eighth class. So, so more about you and your, your personal philosophy. Do you have any phrases or philosophy that you live by? Uh, I would say my number one phrase to live by, because like I said, every day above ground is a good one. <laughs> Meaning I woke up this morning, I, I am alive. Yes. And I've got many friends that are not after these last 20 years. And so to me, that puts everything into perspective. It does. It does. What, what, what advice would you give others wanting to start their own business? I'll shift gears to the business. I would definitely say do it. Yes, you need knowledge. You need support. But at the same time, the best way to learn is just like teaching. When you graduate from teacher training, the tendencies, well, I don't know enough. I need to learn. It's like, well, you learn by doing more than you learn by learning more things. And so that's 
mm-hmm. the best advice I would give you. If it's something that's in your heart, it's something that's calling to you and you're in a place to be able to do it, do it. Right. So what's, what's your vision three years from now, Corey, with the studio? <laughs> it's crazy to think that we're just coming up on a year in jail. So I'm like, it's it's been a year. I would just like to continue to expand our community, continue to refine our schedule based off of the needs of our members and the talents of the instructors that we have. Mm-hmm. And as we've got our first teacher training class going on now, graduating uh, in the first part of the year. And so, so excited, looking forward to their journey and their development, you know, as, as teachers of the studio also. And so. Absolutely. I mean, just a mentor to these, these young instructors, uh, young meaning, you know, young starting in their career, that's probably really fulfilling for you being in that mentor role. Uh, that, no, that's fantastic, Corey. So where can listeners find you online? If you would Google Honor Yoga, Kansas City North, I'm horrible because I don't remember my... Um, <laughs> so Honor Yoga, are, Kansas City North, yep. <laughs> yes, and we're also on Instagram uh, on the same. So Facebook, internet, and I'm uh, and and uh, what's what's the uh, uh, phone number of the studio as well? So our studio uh, area code 816-919-2020. And then give us, a, and I'd love to have a visual having lived in Kansas City in the 90s for so many years. Where are you located? Give us some landmarks. If you're in Kansas City, how can we find you? People consider the Liberty area. So we're right off of Highway 152. Um, we're in a great little shopping center with First Watch, Sprouts, and uh, Old Chicago. So those are the the nearest landmarks in the shops at Shoal Creek. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Corey. It was really, really wonderful to learn more about you in the studio. Congratulations on your first year. Best of luck to you and your staff and uh, really appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you.